0: Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from OTRGold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6 1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble.
2: In just a few moments, we'll present the Screen Guild Theater, and later this evening, be sure to hear the original Amateur Hour. In the field of entertainment, the castle of success is difficult to enter. First, you must cross the moat of ability and experience, then crash through the Golden Gate marked Opportunity. That's where the original Amateur Hour comes to the rescue. Each week, a dozen or more talented people are chosen as the tops in entertainment value. For these, the Golden Gate of Opportunity swings wide when the original Amateur Hour gives them the chance to be heard. There's entertainment galore tonight when the newcomers vie to enter the castle of success on the original amateur hour over your ABC station.
1: Listen to Hollywood's greatest stars in Hollywood's greatest motion pictures on the air. The American Broadcasting Company brings you the Screen Guild Theater. Tonight, it's Joan Fontaine and William Powell in Metro-Golden-Mare's memorable and hilarious story, Ninochka. As the second presentation of its brilliant new season, the Screen Guild Theatre brings you tonight one of the most delightful and charming comedies ever made in Hollywood. Not only gay and rollicking, but timely and pertinent, too. More than ever, we're sure you will enjoy Ninochka, starring William Powell and Joan Fontaine. Of course you remember the famous old quip, good Americans go to Paris when they die. Well, apparently good Russians don't wait that long. At least not the three with whom our story begins. We find them this lovely April morning on the sidewalk outside the Hotel Clarence. They are standing at the massive plate glass doors and peering, rather wistfully, into the hotel's sumptuous lobby. Comrades, why should we
3: lie to each other? It's wonderful.
4: Ah, let us be honest with ourselves. Have we anything like it in Russia? No,
3: not even for the visitors. Hmm. Can you imagine what the beds will be in a hotel like this? They tell me when you ring once, the valet comes in. Hmm. When you ring twice, you get the waiter. And you know what happens when you ring three times? A maid comes in, a French maid.
5: Comrades, if we ring three times, eh, let's go in. No, just a minute, comrade, just a minute. No, Buljanov. I have nothing against the idea, but Moscow made our reservations at the hotel terminus. by the cattle market. Remember, we are on an official mission. We have no right to change our
4: orders. Where is your courage, comrade Buljanov?
3: Well, the... are you the Buljanov who fought on the barricade... And now you're afraid to take a room with a bar? I don't want to go to Siberia. I don't want to go to the Hotel Terminus. Listen, Buljanov, listen. If Lenin were alive, he would say to you, Comrade, for once in your life you're in Paris. Don't be a fool. Go in and ring three times.
4: (laughs) No, 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 Kopalski, he wouldn't say that. He'd say, Buljanov, doesn't the prestige of the Soviet mean anything to you? Would you live in a hotel where you press for hot water and cold water comes? And when you press for the cold water, nothing comes out at all? Fui,
5: I still say our place is with the common people. But who am I to contradict Lenin? Come on, let's go in.
4: Hello. Hello. Is this the Duchess Vanna? Your Highness, this
1: is Count Raconin. You know me. I am waiter at the Hotel Clarence now. Well, yes, Listen, but... Listen, I am calling about your jewels. They are here, My... Your Highness. They My... are here in Paris. My jewels? This morning, three Soviet agents arrived. They're staying here. I overheard them talk. They are planning to sell your jewels to Mercier, the jeweler. Your Highness, you must do something. Get someone to stop them. Someone clever. Someone smart. Is there anyone you can rely upon?
0: Yes, there is, Raconin. Don't worry about it. I'm sure I know just the man to handle it. <laughs>
2: So, I thought I should warn you, gentlemen. Speaking as the Duchess of Honours, dear friend and representative, disposing of those jewels may be more difficult than you expected. But, but, you, but on you, on see, uh, you see, I've already talked with Monsieur. He says he won't even touch those jewels unless you give him clear proof of title. And naturally, uh, that would have to be determined by the courts. Courts, courts.
3: Why do we need courts? Those jewels belong to our government.
2: My client says they were stolen from her. They
4: were not stolen. They were confiscated.
5: That means
2: they were stolen legally. <laughs> <laughs> well, in any event, you should remember that if this case does come to trial, it will be before a French court. And when Duchess Vanna takes the stand... well, let
5: her take this stand. What can she say?
2: Uh-huh. It isn't what she'll say, gentlemen. Have you ever seen a French court... When a beautiful woman sits on the witness stand and lifts the skirt a little? You three sit down and pull up your pants and where will it get you?
4: I suppose you expect us to hand over the jewel.
2: Oh, no, no, no. I'm not a highwayman. I'm just a nuisance.
5: Well, we are not giving one inch, you understand. But tell us, what is on your mind?
2: Gentlemen, I have a proposition. Let's have some lunch. (laughs) you. <laughs> Misha, take it easy, will you? Slow down, slow down. Remember, you're in the Hotel Clarence. This isn't Moscow.
5: Thank heaven. Yeah. At least that's what I would say if I believed in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Glonitska, comrade. What a lunch that was. The food.
3: Oh, the champagne. The
4: cigarette, girls. <laughs>
3: How many
4: times did we ring three times? Ah, I don't know.
2: I couldn't keep track. <laughs> Look, boys. Huh? I've got this telegram ready for Commissar Razinin. Oh,
5: uh, Leonitska, you are so good, dog. Mm. Mm.
2: You want me to read it before I send it?
5: Yes, read it, Leonichka. Dear little
2: Leonichka. <laughs> <laughs> I will if you stop kissing me. <laughs> Listen. The telegram goes like this. Commissar Razinin, Board of Trade, Moscow. Unexpected situation here. Duchess Vanna in Paris claims jewels and has brought injunction against sale or removal. After long and careful study, we suggest, in the interests of our beloved country, a 50-50 settlement as best solution. Signed, Iranov, Buljanov, and Kopalsky. Leon, if we say that, we will be sent to Siberia. And if we have to go to Siberia... I'll send you a muff. Uh, Why are you so good to us? Oh, I don't know. It's my character, I guess. Look... Well, I go down and send this telegram. Why don't you boys have some more champagne?
5: Oh, Leon, that's wonderful.
4: Yes, life yes. Leon, let's yes. go. Yes. We always
5: thinks of everything.
2: Oh, yes. and by
5: the
4: way,
2: there's one thing more. Yes. Uh, don't make any social engagements. Oh, Leon, you, you mean no fun at all? Oh, there'll be plenty of fun, all right. I'm going to handle your social life myself. <clears throat> and, Iranov, uh, shall I whisper something? What? I know cigarette girls all over Paris. Ah. <laughs>
5: Iranov, Kopalski, comrades, come in here. Come quickly, comrades. Burzhanov, please not so loud. Yes, softly, softly, or my head will explode. Uh. <laughs> Comrades, look, this telegram, it was back of the door. I didn't see it when we got home this morning. Huh? Yes. After what Leon showed us last night, I couldn't see anything this morning. Mm, you <laughs> fool, is from Moscow, from Commissar Razinian. <laughs> it says, your authority cancelled, Irvi. Envoy Extraordinary with full power arrives Thursday. Thursday. This is Thursday. It is six o'clock already. I always said it would be Siberia. <laughs> hello. Hello, is this the desk? Listen, we need another room. A special envoy is arriving from Moscow. Yes, the smallest room you have. No, not for him, for us. Now, if they will only move us out fast. <laughs>
4: They're here already. You see, it pays to stay at a good hotel. <laughs> One
6: moment, please. Yes? I am looking for Michael Simonovich Iranov.
4: I am Michael Simonovich Iranov.
6: I am Nina Ivanovna Yakushova, special envoy from Comrade Commissar Razinin. A lady, oh,
5: comrade? comrade? We have no idea. No, no, no <laughs> we would have had flowers for you. Do not
6: make an issue of my womanhood. We are here to work. And so you are Iranov, Bulzhanov, and Kopalsky. Yes, comrade. Uh, our things in Moscow. Very good. The last mass trials were a great success. There are going to be fewer but better Russians. Oh. <laughs> Tell me, have you reserved a place for me? Uh, this is your apartment, comrade. We hope you like it. Which part of the room is mine? Uh, well, you see, it is a little different here. Y- here it?
5: they don't rent rooms in pieces. So.
6: <laughs> we had to take the whole suite. This is very large. How much does it cost? Uh, 2,000 francs. A week? A day. Comrade, Ironov, Do you know how much a cow costs? A cow? 2,000 francs. If I stay here a week, I will cost the Russian people seven cows. Who am I to cost the Russian people seven cows? But, Comrade, we had to take this suite. It,
5: it has a wall safe. For, for the jewels.
4: <laughs> for ourselves, we are much happier now since we are moving to a little room downstairs. Oh, yeah, I see.
6: <laughs> Comrades, your telegram was received with great disfavor in Moscow. You were entrusted with more than the mere sale of jewelry. You are entrusted with our lives. We need every bit of money we can raise.
4: Comrade Ninochka, we did our best.
6: I hope so, for your sake. What does the lawyer say? The lawyer? What lawyer? You mean you did not get legal advice?
5: Well, not exactly. You see...
6: You uh, see, uh, lawyers
5: are very expensive here. You you just say hello to a Paris lawyer and and poof, there goes another cow. (laughs) And besides, we dealt
3: directly with the Grand Duchess.
6: Through her personal representative. I promise you I will deal with neither of them. Tomorrow morning I will get a good lawyer. Yes, comrade, maybe that is best. In the meantime, I need some cigarettes. Oh,
4: that's easy, comrade.
5: You just ring the bell three times and they... No, no, no.
6: (laughs) Comrade Vinochka, I will go get your cigarettes myself. Thank you, (laughs) Buljanov. Kopalski? Yes, You will get me a detailed map of Paris. I should like to look at the city. Ah, you want to see the cafes, the nightclubs, the
4: rest? uh... No, comrade, not you.
6: No, not me.
2: Please, no crossing now. Oh, sorry, Monsieur Gendarme, my mistake. Uh, You, please, you.
6: Me? Yes, could you give me some information?
2: Oh, gladly.
6: How long must we wait to cross the street?
2: Well, until the policeman whistles again.
6: At what intervals does he whistle? What? How many minutes between the first and second whistle?
2: Well, that's funny. It's very interesting. I never gave it a thought before.
6: Have you never been caught in a similar situation? Oh, have I?
2: You know, when I come to think about it, it's staggering. If I add it all up, I must have spent years waiting for signals. Imagine, an important part of my life wasted between signals. In other words, you don't know. No. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, can I uh, help you with that map? Not hold one side for me. Love to.
6: Please correct me if I am wrong. We are facing north, are we not?
2: Facing north? Uh, well, I'd hate to commit myself out of uh, my compass. Uh, pardon me, are you an explorer?
6: No. no. I am looking for the Eiffel Tower.
2: Is that thing lost again? Uh, listen, if, uh, if you're interested in a view... I
6: am interested in the Eiffel Tower only from a technical standpoint. Ooh, technical.
2: <laughs> well, I'm afraid I couldn't help you there. You see, a real Parisian only goes to the top of the tower in moments of despair to jump off.
6: How long does it take a man to land on the street?
2: Oh, isn't that too bad? The last time I jumped, I forgot to clock it. <laughs> now, let me see. Eiffel Tower. Uh, oh, yes, yes. May I have your finger, please? Why do you need my finger? <laughs> bad manners to point your own. Ah, there it is, you see? Eiffel Tower right there.
6: And where are we?
2: Right here, together. Nice, isn't it?
6: I'm interested only in the shortest distance between these two points and must you flirt.
2: I don't have to, but I find it pleasant.
6: Your type will soon be extinct. In Russia, it has already
2: been liquidated. Russia? I love Russians. Comrade, I've been fascinated by your five-year plan for the past 30 years.
6: (laughs) Last minute and a half is what interests me. Well,
2: thank you. I didn't dream I was that so That was uh... the
6: interval between the whistles. Oh. Now, mm-hmm. if you will excuse me, please.
2: Now, uh, where to, Madame? Uh, the Eiffel Tower.
6: Naturally, I am not a Parisian. Do
2: you mind if this Parisian comes along?
6: Not at all. Why should I object if you wish to jump? Yeah. <laughs>
2: Well, one thing I've certainly got to thank you for, getting me up here to the top of the tower. I've never been up here. It's beautiful, isn't it? Yes, it is. I'm glad I saw it before becoming extinct.
6: Do not uh, misunderstand me. I do not hold your frivolity against you. You know as basic material you might not be bad, but you are the unfortunate product of a doomed culture. I feel sorry for you.
2: Well, you must admit that this doomed old civilization sparkles. Just look at Paris down there. It glitters.
6: Very pretty, but a waste
2: of electricity. Oh, how can you even think like that with all of Paris at your feet? Just look down there. You can see it all. The Boulevard, Arc de Triomphe, Montmartre, Mopanas. And, wait. Uh, come over to this telescope. I'll show you the greatest attraction of all. Watch. I put a coin in the slot and turn the lens until it... Ah, there. The most wonderful spot in all of Paris. Unique. Here, look for yourself. What do you see? A house, like any other house. Oh, not like any other house. Three rooms and a kitchenette dedicated to hospitality. Your house, of course. Well, let's say I live in it. Oh, it's really such a pleasant place. All kinds of comforts. Easy to reach, close to streetcar, bus and subway. Are you
6: trying to say you want me to go there?
2: Uh, well, uh, no, I didn't say that. I... Then you
6: don't want me to go there.
2: Oh, I didn't say that either. <laughs> Naturally, nothing would please me more.
6: Then why don't we go?
2: Hmm?
6: Why, well, you might be an interesting object of study.
2: Good evening, monsieur. Ah, uh, good evening, Gaston. Uh, this way, Ninotchka.
6: One moment, please. Is this what you call the butler?
2: Yes.
6: This man is very old. He should not work.
2: Now, don't worry. He takes care of that.
7: Really, monsieur,
6: I...
2: Now, little, little father... Little
6: father, have courage. You will be free one day. Now go to bed. We want to be alone.
2: Well, Gaston. <laughs> you heard what we said. But... Uh... <laughs>
7: Monsieur, there have been some telephone
6: calls. Go to bed. (laughs) Oui, monsieur. This is not a bad room. I should say it is 18 by 25.
2: Yes, not too big and not too small. Just the typical room of an average man. Uh, Or shall we say uh, a little above
6: average? I will tell you when I have completed my study.
2: Good. May I offer you a drink? Or how about something you eat?
6: Thank you. I have had all the calories necessary for one day. What do we do now?
2: (laughs) Well. (laughs) First, we, uh, take off our hat and coat. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Then we sit down and... uh Uh, adjust ourselves to the prospect of a most enjoyable evening. We look at each other. uh, We smile. Why? (laughs) Well, we don't smile. Uh, How about some music? Is that customary? It helps. It's helped ever since King David wooed Bathsheba with a harp. You play the harp? No. No, I I take advantage of technological progress, and uh, I play the radio... Uh, Uh, Anything else you'd like to know?
6: I will ask you some
2: questions.
6: What is your profession?
2: Uh, Keeping my body fit, my mind alert, and my landlord appeased. That's a full-time job.
6: (laughs) And what do you do for mankind?
2: For mankind? Not a thing. For womankind, the record is not quite so bleak.
6: (laughs) You are something we do not have in Russia.
2: And you are something I've never found in Paris. Ninochka, tell me. You like me just a little.
6: Your general appearance is not distasteful. Well, thanks. The whites of your eyes are clear. Your cornea is excellent.
2: Your cornea is terrific. <laughs> Look, can it be that I'm falling in love with you?
6: You are bringing in wrong values. Love is a romantic designation for a most ordinary biological, or shall we say, a chemical process.
2: What can I do to speed the process up?
6: You did not do a thing. Chemically, we are already quite uh, sympathetic.
2: You know, you're, you're the most improbable creature I've ever met. Ninuchka. Ninuchka. You repeat yourself. I'd like to say it a thousand times. Forgive me if I seem a little old-fashioned. After all, I'm just a poor bourgeois.
6: It is not too late to change. I once belonged to the petty bourgeoisie myself. I fought my way out with the bayonet. The bayonet? Not really. I was a sergeant in the 3rd Cavalry. I was wounded once in my... Yes? In my 16th year. (laughs) A Cossack Lancer.
2: Ah, poor Ninushka. Don't
6: pity me, pity the Lancer. After all, I am alive. You mean that you actually... See, what kind of a girl are you, anyway? Just what you see, a tiny cog in the great wheel of evolution... The most adorable
2: cog I ever saw in my life. Minoshka. Kogitska. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I never dreamed that I could feel like this toward a sergeant. <laughs> uh, you hear that?
6: The clock is chiming in the hour. Oh,
2: but not just any hour. It's midnight. Midnight. One half of Paris is making love to the other half. Look at the clock. One hand meets the other hand. They kiss. Isn't that wonderful?
6: That is the way a
2: clock works, and nothing wonderful about it. (laughs) You analyze everything out of existence. You analyze me out of existence, but I won't let you. Love is not so simple, Ninochka. Ninochka, why do doves bill and coo? Why do snails, coldest of all creatures, circle interminably around each other? Why do moths fly hundreds of miles to find their mates? Why do flowers open their petals? Oh, Ninochka, surely you feel some slight symptom of the divine passion. A general warmth, a, a strange ecstatic heaviness, a, a burning of the lips that is not thirst, but a thousand times more tantalizing and exalting than thirst.
6: You are very talkative.
2: <laughs> I see. And if I kiss you, there. Was that talkative?
6: No, that was restful. Again, please.
2: (laughs) Thank you. Oh, my barbaric Ninuchka. My impossible, unromantic, statistical, glorious, analytical... The telephone is ringing. No, who cares? Let it ring. But one
6: of your friends may be in need of you. You must answer Uh... it.
2: Oh, all right. Yes. Oh, hello, Buljanov. Buljanov? No, oh, I'm sorry, old man. I, uh, uh, I can't come over now. I'm, uh, I'm entertaining a friend. Uh, an old army pal. <laughs> uh, how's that? Special envoy. A girl. Well, don't worry, Carmen. That should make it easy. Yes, I'll get in touch with her tomorrow. What's her name? Yakushiva. What's her first name? Ninotchka. Thanks, I've got it. I'll... <laughs> Hey, but oh, that's you. Uh, uh, no, not you, Buljanov. I'll see you tomorrow. Uh... Ninoshka. Ninoshka. Let us forget that we ever met. Oh, no. Let's just forget the telephone rang. You're not a special envoy to me. You're just Ninochka, my Ninoshka.
6: I was sent here by my government to fight you.
2: All right, fight me. Fight me all you want. But fight me tomorrow. Don't fight me tonight.
6: But... I'm sorry it is out of the question. If however you wish to approach me...
2: You know I want to.
6: Then do it through my lawyer.
2: (laughs) Nienichka, you can't walk out like this. I'm crazy about you. And you liked me, too. You did. You liked my cornea. I must go. But, darling, I held you in my arms. Ninichka, you kissed me.
6: I kissed the Cossack Lancer, too, before he died. Good night.
3: Leonitschka, I am telling you she will not negotiate. She's going to fight.
4: She says she will not be intimidated by parasites. Mm -hmm. She called the Duchess a blood-sucking aristocrat and a blackmailer.
2: What did she say about me? I think
5: she covered you with the parasites. Oh. <laughs> but, Leonetska,
4: what she says about us, we will end up in Siberia.
5: Or the firing
3: squad. Or maybe we can't go back to Russia at all. Yes, maybe we can go... it's
2: was that bad.
5: <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: that's wonderful. We can stay with Leon. Leon,
3: you will have three us. No, no, oh, boys, 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 wait
2: a minute. Remember, Russia is your mother country. Three sons walking out all at once. That's too much for any mother. <laughs> then, Leon, you must get to Ninetska. Win her over somehow. Yeah, uh, how? She stays cooped up in a room with those lawyers all day. Even has her meals there. Yeah, not anymore.
5: This morning she organized the strike of the waiters. Yeah, now she eats in a little
2: worker's restaurant on the Rue des Povo. Then that's it, boys. That's for me. Leon? You? A worker's restaurant? Why not? I've never worked so hard in my life. <laughs> This way, madame.
7: You are alone? Uh, by the window, perhaps, or a nice little corner table? This will do. Uh, I think this is the first time you have been to my little place, huh? Your face is new to me. Uh, now, what shall it be? A raw carrots and beets. Madame, this is a restaurant, not a meadow. <laughs> but if you insist, very well, I will go and bring your order.
2: You know, I think you hurt his feelings.
6: You? Yeah,
2: just like telling a musician you don't like music. May I sit down? Thanks.
6: I do not like your following me. I didn't follow you. Then how did you get here? Oh,
2: I always eat here. In a place for workmen. Why not? My dear child, I am most at home among working men. I hate the places where you circulate. Oh, Hotel Clarence. Believe me, this is my natural element. All those men at the counter, all my friends. Hiya, fellas. Huh? Hiya!
6: Oh, hi. An old friend of yours?
2: Yes, very old. His uh, his memory is getting weak.
6: Condalgo. Your tactics are useless. My name is neither Buljanov, Hiranov, nor Kopalsky.
2: Ninochka, you do me a great injustice. When we went to my apartment, did I have any idea that you were connected with that deal?
6: Well, you know now. And I know now that you're a man who employs methods that in Russia would be punished by death.
2: Oh, death, death. Always so glum. Don't the Russians ever think about life, of this moment, now in which you're living? The only moment we really have. Ah, don't take it all so seriously, Ninochka. Nothing is worth it. Please relax. I beg you, Sergeant, smile. What? Will you smile? Why? Just smile. At what? At anything. The whole ludicrous spectacle of life. If you can't find anything else to laugh at, laugh at you and me. Why? Because we're such a very odd couple.
6: Then you should leave.
2: No, no, not yet. I wouldn't think of leaving you, not until I've made you laugh, at least once. Ha-ha. (laughs) No. Go away. No, but that's not a laugh. I mean a laugh from the heart, from the... Wait, I know. I'll tell you a funny story. Now, listen. Uh, It seems there were a couple of Frenchmen who went to America. On which boat? On the... (laughs) No, no, let's drop it. I uh, I don't think you'd care for that one.
6: Probably not.
2: All right, then. Uh, how about this one? Two men are looking at the moon, and one says to the other, Is it true that a lot of people live on the moon? Oh, yes, yes it is, says the other. Five hundred million. Well, replied the first, they must get pretty crowded when it's half moon. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. You don't think that's funny? No. Well, it seemed funny to me when I first heard it. Maybe the trouble isn't with the joke. Maybe it's you.
6: I don't think so.
2: If you haven't any sense of humor. All right, I'll give you one more chance. Now, listen. A man comes into a restaurant and says, waiter, get me a cup of coffee without cream. And after five minutes, the waiter comes back and says, I'm sorry, sir, we're all out of cream. Can it be without milk? <laughs> Not funny, huh? No. But it is funny. Everyone else thought it was funny. Maybe you didn't even get it.
6: What was there to get?
2: (laughs) Now, look, I'm going to tell it again. A man comes into a restaurant. Get it?
6: Of course.
2: He sits down at a table and he says to the waiter... You get that, too? Yes. He says to the waiter, Waiter, bring me a cup of coffee. So the waiter comes back five minutes later and says, I'm sorry, sir, we have no coffee. Would you like some... Uh, no, no, no. Wait a minute. I'm mixed up. Now, look, a man comes into a restaurant and he says, waiter, get me a cup of cream without any... Oh, what's the use? You have no sense of humor. No humor at all. No humor at all. Why, should I even waste my time? you better walk right out of here and... No
7: lunch, madame, if you can
2: call it a... Monsieur!
7: Hey! Hey! Oh, oh, oh,
8: madame,
6: the entire
2: lunch! <laughs> well, what's so funny about this?
6: All those carrots on your head.
2: <laughs> it's my fault, they...
6: Feet <laughs> on your nose.
2: <laughs> well, that's no reason to... Mishka, <laughs> you're laughing. <laughs> you're really laughing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We will return with the second act of Ninochka starring Joan Fontaine and William Powell in a few moments. A great many people say, just give me the facts. You can have all the theories. All I want is facts. Well, that's a rather exaggerated view. You see, facts by themselves don't always give the complete picture. When they've been assembled, examined, and interpreted, they take on real significance. That's the value of listening to capable newscasters. They bring you an interpretation that puts flesh onto the bare skeleton of facts in the news. For a better understanding of the news, listen to Robert Montgomery speaking a little later this evening on ABC. Now, a brief pause for station identification. Now the American Broadcasting Company presents the Screen Guild Players in Act Two of Metro Golden Mare's great success, Ninochka, starring William Powell and Joan Fontaine, with a magnificent supporting cast featuring Leon Belasco, Hans Conried, and Lou Merrill. It's three days later now, three days since Ninotchka has learned how to laugh. And the lesson has worked a miracle for her. Suddenly she finds that it's springtime in Paris, the world is full of gay and charming adventure. Most charming of all is Leon, naturally. Or if you choose, unnaturally. Because, you see, the miracle has touched him, too. Uh, Gaston, uh, uh, what time do you have? 8.42, monsieur. Oh,
2: well, thanks. I thought the clock might be fast.
7: Uh, may I presume to ask, monsieur... Have you been feeling well? Yeah,
2: wonderful. Why?
7: Well, yesterday I was greatly amazed, monsieur, when I returned from market and found you had made your bed.
2: Oh, Gaston, I was happier all day long. I felt I'd contributed something.
7: Well, <laughs> if you should do it again, monsieur, which I hope you will not, I trust you will remember the order. Counterpane, blanket,
2: linen, linen. You know, Gaston, I can't follow you. Huh? don't you look forward to the day when you can come in here and stand squarely on your two feet and say, Hey, you, Dalgoo, from now on, everything's equal. It's going to be share and share alike.
7: Emphatically not, monsieur. The prospect terrifies me. Terrifies you? Please do not misunderstand me, monsieur. I can be very patient about my two months back pay. But the thought that I should split my bank account with you, that you should take out my life savings, that is really too much for me. (laughs)
2: <laughs> the darbel
7: monsieur you want me uh, no no no
2: no go to bed little father go to bed uh, Ah, Minotska.
6: i am here leon
2: come in come in darling you seem so different tonight
6: a new hat a new dress new shoes <laughs> i don't look too
2: foolish foolish why if this dress were to walk down the boulevard all by itself I would follow it from one end of Paris to the other. And when I caught up with it, I would say, just a moment, you charming little dress. I want you to meet Ninochka. You two were meant for each other. Mm-hmm. You remember this room?
6: I have never been here before. You must be thinking of some other girl. A girl with a map, figuring out each step, worrying about north and south. Oh. Oh, Leon, shall I tell you something? Today, this evening. Oh, this might shock you. I went up to a taxi and said, H, Rue de Bois, and here I am.
2: You see, life can be so simple. For 12 francs 75. 12.75 from the Clarence, where the son of a gun made a detour. Ha, <laughs> but he got you there.
6: Leon, the chimes again. Yes,
2: nine o'clock. That's when one half of Paris says to the other half, uh, What are your plans for this evening, madame?
6: What are yours?
2: Well, for the next several hours, a nightclub, I think. Music, champagne, crowds of people. I want to give all Paris a chance to fall in love with you. Oh,
6: Leo, I want to tell you something which I thought I would never say. Because I thought nobody should ever say it. Because I thought it didn't exist and... Leo, I can't say it. I, I can't.
2: Then don't. Don't say it, Ninochka. Oh,
6: excuse me. Now I will have to fix my lips. Why oh, do you smile?
2: That lipstick. What a gesture for a sergeant. Ah, you will find this champagne excellent, darling. Or Maison Masson 43 on the dry side. Uh, or would you prefer it sweet?
6: I wouldn't know. The closest I ever came to Champagne was in a newsreel. The wife of some president was throwing it at a battleship.
2: Ah, it's always good luck to launch something with Champagne. A battleship or an evening.
6: <laughs> it's funny to look back. I was brought up on goat's milk. I had a ration of vodka in the army. And now Champagne.
2: From goats to grapes. Well, that's <laughs> drinking in the right direction, shall we?
6: <laughs> of course.
2: Well? Mm.
6: Why, it's good. Well,
2: of course.
6: Not at all strong. It's very delicate. Do people ever
2: get drunk on this? Well, there have been cases. (laughs) But the headache the next morning is worthwhile if you drink it with the right toast. To us, Minuchka. You're frowning again.
6: Uh, I keep thinking of Thursday. The court will make its decision and this will all be over. Ah,
2: no, it won't. It won't be over, darling. The only thing that will be over on Thursday is the lawsuit. There will be no Thursday for us, not next week or any week. I'll tear it out of the calendar. Just say the word.
6: Mm, It would be wonderful.
2: It will be wonderful. Let's drink to it.
6: To the loveliest dream I ever had. Leon, would you fill my glass again? (laughs) And no Thursday's in our calendar, and, and if they make us mad, we we'll, we'll take out Wednesday too, aren't we, darling? <laughs> Anything
2: you say, my dear.
6: Oh, Len, you're so good to me. You're so chivalrous. I mean, you're so chivalrous. Oh. I mean, darling, what's the matter with me?
2: You made that trip from goats to grapes a little too fast.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Sometimes it affects the speech.
6: Speech? That's it, a speech. I want to make a speech. Comrades! Comrades!
2: Oh, darling, please. Oh, I must
6: talk to my brother. Oh, sh- 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 oh no, don't touch me. I am people. I want to make a speech. Overthrow Duchess! Oh, Ninotska,
2: come along. Come with me. Oh.
6: <laughs> comrades! Comrades! Good people of France!
2: Oh, Ninotska, please. I uh, must
6: overthrow duchess. I want to overthrow of her. Of course,
2: and I'll help you. Just be quiet, darling. Oh.
6: No speech?
2: No speech. Until I get you home. <laughs> Where shall I put the champagne, sir? Here, waiter, on the table anywhere. It doesn't matter. Forgive me, Count Delbu, but it does matter. Your presence in her room at this hour of the night. The champagne. That woman. I'm sure the Duchess Swann would not approve if she knew. How will she know unless you tell her? All right, go ahead and tell her, Ricola, and tell everybody. Tell anyone you want. Just. Get out. Yes, monsieur.
6: Leon. Oh, a car. In here, darling. <gasps> darling, can I make a speech
2: now? Mm, not yet, my dear. Not on a dry throat. Wait until I get this champagne open.
6: Oh, Leon. Tonight was such a wonderful party. Tonight
2: was just a sample, darling. We'll have a wonderful party all our lives. Oh,
6: just for us. Nobody else. We'll have a party all our own.
2: Correct. We'll mm. have a slogan, too. Lovers of the world, unite. That's
6: one. And we won't put up our arms.
2: We won't close our fists.
6: Oh, salute will be a kiss.
2: That's right, a kiss. Salute.
6: Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so happy. No one can be so happy without being punished. I will be punished and I should be punished. Darling, I want to confess. I know. It's the Russian soul. Everybody wants to confess. And if they don't confess, they make them confess. I am a traitor. When I kissed you, I betrayed the Russian ideal. Bleu! I should be stood up against the wall.
2: Would that make you any happier?
6: Mm, Much happier.
2: All right, against the wall you go. (laughs) It's such a nice world. Now, we'll take this napkin off the champagne bottle, put it over your eyes, and...
6: I have paid the penalty. Now, let us have some music. That's a good idea. Let's turn on the radio. Radio? What's
2: radio? Why, that's a little black box that you buy on the installment plan. And before you can tune it in, they tell you they have a new model.
6: Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Where well, on the wall, I think it is. Here it is, Leno. Right. Yes, right twice and stop at
2: seven. Right twice and stop at seven. No, you. It's dead. No, no, you have to give it a chance. It has to warm up. Just like people like you and me. Salute.
6: Salute. Now, twice to the left and stop at
2: 17. Twice Left. Stop, 17. Mm. No music. No music. Hey, those jewels. Why, those are the Duchess run jewels.
6: Mm, oh, the awful jewels. The tears of Russia.
2: Someone must have been hysterical. Who cried this big one? Well,
6: gave that one to Catherine the Great. Oh, Leo the jewels, it's too rough,
2: after. Very well, I will give them, to you. Thank you, I accept them. And I give them back to you. Put them on, sweetheart. Teach these jewels. For the first time, they'll learn how they can look. Darling, they really belong to the people. I give them back to the people. I place this diadem upon your head, and I make you Ninochke the Great, Duchess of the People... Grand Duchess of the people.
6: Is this the wish of the masses? It is their wish. Thank you, Leon. Thank you, masses. Can I make a speech now? No. Me, Comrades, people of the world, the revolution is on the march. I know. Wars will wash over us, bombs will fall, all civilists will crumble, but not yet, please. No, wait, let us be happy. Give us our moment. Oh, we are happy now, aren't
2: we? Yes, sweetheart, we are.
6: So happy and so
2: tiny.
6: So tired
2: Sleep, little Duchess of the people. Sleep. Salute.
6: Oh, please go away, my head. It...
0: oh It is morning, you know. Tomorrow morning. Tomorrow noon, to be exact. But how? Are... Of course, it's cruel to waken anyone at such an hour, but then sometimes it can't be helped. May I introduce myself? I am the Duchess Svanna. Svanna? I know how you feel, my dear. The morning after always looks so grim if you happen to be wearing last night's dress. But then, once we've had our little talk... We have nothing to discuss. I must ask you to leave. Leave? Why, how very strange. That's exactly what I came here to ask you to do. Leave. There's a plane for Moscow at 5.45. Madame, if this is your idea of a joke... Not at all. Not at all? How could I joke about my lovely jewels? Jewels? The jewels. Hmm. They're gone. (coughs) Where are they? Well, you were very careless with them last night, my dear. They're too expensive a toy for two children to play with. Where are they? Don't worry. They're safe. Fortunately, a very trustworthy friend kept his eyes open last night. Perhaps he overstepped his function as a waiter, but he fulfilled his duty as a Russian. You will give them back? Those jewels belong to the Russian people. You will give them back? My dear, I suggest we discuss this calmly. Shall we sit down? You see... Our situation has changed considerably. Yesterday, I had only a claim to the jewels. Today, I have the jewels themselves. But you can't... Oh, I know. You will take it into court, and naturally, I will have to fight. But won't it be rather embarrassing for you to disclose how you happened to lose the jewels? I am ready to face the consequences. Oh, that's very brave of you, my dear, but quite unnecessary. Uh, You can have those jewels here within the hour. Call in Mercier and turn them over to him. I'll sign all the papers so there can be no claim. if you'll take that afternoon plane to Moscow. Why do you want me out of Paris? Uh, shall we say the reasons are personal, my dear? Uh,
6: that is not the way to win him back.
0: Not Leon. Well, I think I know Leon quite as well as you. Possibly a little better. Think it over, comrade Yakusheva.
6: Very well. Bring the jewels as soon as you can. I will take the afternoon plane to Moscow.
4: Look, comrades. There is the
3: Eiffel Tower. Almost like it was waving goodbye. Imagine. For once in our lives we were in Paris and we never went to the Eiffel Tower.
4: They say the view is beautiful from the top. Ninichka, did you ever go there?
6: Why, no. No, I can't remember that I did. And this is my new room, comrades. I only share it with six others. Do you like it? Like it? Ha! Ha! I haven't seen you three scoundrels in so long. How are you? How are we? <laughs> we're home.
5: You know what they say. There is nothing like home. Ah, that's
6: right. And we might as well face it. Oh, come now. You mustn't talk that way. You can see many good things here in Russia. I think I need my glasses. We'll remember, we're in Moscow. No doubt
5: about that. Just look out the window at those swallows. One of them just picked up a crumb of black bread, then shook his head and dropped it. <laughs> I should be a swallow. Right now I would be sitting in
6: front of Café de Paris, picking up flakes of French pastry that would melt in my bed. Now, comrades, there is something better in life than crumbs of French pastry.
3: Yes, a good piece of apple strudel.
6: We will get that, comrades. We will get everything. Maybe it will take a little bit longer, but we'll get it. Uh, we got the spring, didn't we, and the swallow. Leon, and... do you
5: think we'll ever find Leon
6: again? Comrade, that is a part of my life that I choose to forget. Of course, Nielske, not
5: sure. But if we ever hear from him, we'll let you know.
8: <laughs> yeah!
2: I've uh, been thinking about a trip to Russia, so I thought I'd come down here and...
4: Uh... One moment, please. Hello? Soviet in Tourist Bureau? Comrade Kabazin? No, I'm sorry. He has not been with us for six months. Yes, he was called back to Russia and investigated. You can get further details from his widow. <laughs> now then, my
2: friend. So, excuse me. I mean what you just said. Uh, uh, when an envoy goes back... If they don't like what he's done, they put him out of the way?
4: Not always. Look at me. I have been back twice. Knock on wood.
2: <laughs> Listen, I must leave for Russia immediately. Please, give me a visa. Doctor, here's my passport.
4: Hmm. Count Leon Dalgo. A count? A nobleman? Now, look, you can't hold that against me. Why should an aristocrat want to go to Russia? Business. What business? Private. There is no privacy in Russia. This whole thing seems very suspicious. What's your real reason? Take my advice. Confess? Confess what? Are you
2: sympathetic to the former government, the white Russians? No, no, absolutely not. I'm through with that forever. You believe in our cause? Certainly. I, I, I'm I, crazy about the communist ideal. Everybody the same. You just like me, me just like you. I use your comb, you use my toothbrush. Oh, it's a great life. Oh, please, please give me that visa. First, I must investigate... Listen, I'll be absolutely frank with you. I have no business in Moscow. I think so, too. It's just that I want to see someone, a very dear friend. A girl. You mean it is love which drags you to Moscow? Yes. No visa. All right, I warn you. I'll picket you. I'll stand in front of this office and warn people to keep away from Russia. I'll picket your whole country. Ah. I'll boycott you. That's what I'll do. No more vodka. No more caviar. No more Tchaikovsky. No more botch, No more... Wait, I know something even better. What? This. Oh! And you can tell the Kremlin that that's just the beginning.
6: (laughs) Comrade Kamisa, you sent for me.
7: Yes, Comrade Ninochko. Sit down, please. Thank you. Comrade, you remember that on the strength of your Paris report, I sent your three friends on a mission to Istanbul?
6: I hope nothing has happened.
7: Happened? Those three have been sitting there all these weeks and have not sold one single skin of four. They are dragging the good name of our country through every cafe and nightclub in the city.
6: Comrade, may I ask you how
7: you know? I have received a series of anonymous letters. Here, listen to this. How can the Soviet cause gain respect if your three representatives, Burzhanov, Iranov, and Kopalski, get so drunk that they throw a carpet out of their hotel window... And complain to the management because it does not fly. i you sure that this
6: report is correct? It gives details which
7: could not be invented. Naturally, I want to verify it. That will be your assignment.
6: You mean you want me to go to Istanbul, check on them again?
7: Exactly, comrade. You will leave at once. <laughs>
5: Nina, oh, please, please! You see, we took the royal suite for you. How
6: do you like it? Isn't it
5: beautiful? No, no,
4: please, Ninochka, Do not start figuring it out in cow. Oh, I don't
6: know what to say to you. How can you forget forget yourselves this way? You were sent here to make money, not to spend it. She still has those old-fashioned communist ideas.
4: (laughs) Ah, it's high time we got her out of Russia.
6: Comrades, comrades, you must
3: listen to me. We are not comrades anymore. We are friends, Niloczka. Imagine, we don't
5: have to whisper
4: anymore. (laughs) We can say whatever we want. We can shout. We can complain. (laughs) Look. The service in this hotel stinks. (laughs) You see? <laughs> nobody comes. Nobody pays any attention.
5: That is freedom. Also, it's bad management.
6: <laughs> Boys, remember, you will have to face Razinin. What will I tell him when I get back? Who is going back? What? We haven't had a chance to tell
3: you. We have opened a Russian restaurant here. Uh, with a sign that says, Bulyano. And Irana. And Kapalsky. You, m- You mean that... You are
4: deserting Russia? Oh, no, 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 no. Don't call it desserts, Ninochka. Our little restaurant, that is our Russia. The Russia of borscht, the Russia of beef stroganoff, Princes with sour cream.
5: (laughs) People will love it. We not only serve food, we serve our country. With every mouthful, we make a friend.
6: Who gave you this idea
3: what is responsible for all this, Ninochka? Uh, There is something in Istanbul, uh, something irresistible. It is in the air. It may come around
4: the corner as you walk down the street. (laughs) It may step out of a bazaar.
5: It may wait in a corridor. It may hide in the shadow of a minaret.
4: Right now, it is out on the balcony. Balcony?
5: Go out there and
2: see. Ninochka, darling.
6: Leon... You.
2: They wouldn't let me into Russia, so I had to get you out.
6: Oh, so you're behind all this.
2: I should have known. I couldn't go on forever punching passport officials in the nose. I had to see you, darling. I wrote and wrote, but all my letters came back.
6: The one I got, they wouldn't let me read. It began in my darling, and ended yours, Leon.
2: And what happened to all those burning words between?
6: Censored.
2: (laughs) I'm going to tell you all that. All that you couldn't read, everything. It'll take a long time, a lifetime at least.
6: But now I'm only here for a few days.
2: You are here forever. Ninochka, if you don't stay with me, I'll continue my fight. I'll travel wherever Russian commissions are. I'll turn them all into Buljanov's, Iranov's, and Kopalski's. The world will be crowded with Russian restaurants. I'll depopulate Russia.
6: (laughs) Oh, Leo.
2: Ninochka, once you served your country by going back, this time you can serve it by staying here.
6: Well, when it is a choice between my personal interest and the good of my country, how can I waver,
2: Minochka, darling? Salute.
6: Salute, Leonichka, forever and ever.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to a Screen Guild Theatre presentation of Metro-Golden-Mare's famous picture, Ninochka. And here are our two stars back at the microphone for a well-deserved bow. Miss Fontaine, Mr. Powell, I'm sure that applause told you how much our audience enjoyed your performance.
6: Thank you, Bill Davidson, and I'm sure that big, broad smile on Bill Powell's face tells you how much he enjoyed being here.
2: Well, Joan, you're not exactly frowning yourself.
6: No, Bill, I, I really love doing these plays for our Screen Guild Theatre... And it is
2: ours, you know. Yes, indeed, I know. And so does everyone in Hollywood. This radio show supports the greatest cause in our industry, the country house and hospital of the Motion Picture Relief Fund.
6: That's reason enough to enjoy being here, Bill.
2: And besides, we always have so much fun. Now, what's on tap for next week, Joan, you know?
6: Just happens that I do. Next week, the Screen Guild players are going to do a magnificent suspense story, a spine-tingling drama that will keep everyone on the edge of their seats. Yes, Claudette Colbert and Robert Ryan with Leon Ames and Philip Ober in a full-hour radio version of the great RKO success, The Secret Fury.
2: Thanks for the tip, Joan. That's one I won't miss. Good night, everybody.
6: Good night. <laughs>
1: Tonight's Screen Guild Theatre presentation was under the direction of Bill Lawrence. The adaptation was by Harry Cronman. Music was under the direction of Basil Adler. Ninochka was presented by arrangement with Metro-Golden-Mare, producers of The Next Voice You Hear, starring James Whitmore, Nancy Davis, and Gary Gray. Joan Fontaine will soon be seen in September Affair, a Hal Wallace production for Paramount. William Powell appeared through the courtesy of Metro-Golden-Mare, producers of A Life of Her Own starring Lana Turner and Ray Milland. Don't forget, next week, a thrilling and suspenseful story building to a shocking and unexpected climax. It's The Secret Fury, starring Claudette Colbert and Robert Ryan with Leon Ames and Philip Olbert. Be sure to listen. This is William Powell inviting you to stay tuned
2: for the original Amateur Hour with Ted Mack, a man who gives so many youngsters their start to stardom. It'll follow immediately over many of these same stations.
1: This is Bill Davidson saying goodnight. This is the American Broadcasting Company.